Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof Podcast. Thanks for listening to Culture Proof. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And our guest today is Israel Wayne. He and his wife, Brooke, are homeschooling parents to 11 children. And Israel Wayne travels the world. I want to say travels the country, but that's it's kind of a downgrade because he's all around the world <laughs> <laughs> teaching biblical worldview and helping to equip families as we want to disciple and train our children for the glory of God. Amen. He's got a new devotional a catechism book that is out that I think is going to be such an incredible blessing to families. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the questions that we often get as we travel is what is something that I can do together yes. with my family? Like yes. I, you know, I'm reading a devotional. I'm, I'm studying this. My husband is reading and he's studying this. But is there something that we can do together with our family yes. to help equip our kids? And and often we're just like, mm. yeah, there's a few that come to our mind. Yeah. That we, we'll tell yeah. them, but there is definitely a need for for this uh, solid biblical truth. And so it's great to have this. Yeah, it's foundational truths, a modern catechism answering the essential questions of Christianity. And Israel joins us today to talk about this. First thing I want to ask you, though, Israel, is as you do travel the world, um, I'm I'm assuming that that's what sparked sort of your drive to write this book. Um, What do you observe within the body of Christ? Well, one of the things that I notice is that we are comparatively biblically illiterate. Mm. Mm. Compared to previous generations, I, I saw some statistics from Barna Group and American Bible Association and some society and some of these other organizations that track these things. They say that this generation of young adults is the most biblically illiterate generation America has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, now, equal to that, they are also the most opinionated about the Bible of any previous generation. Mm. <laughs> wow. So they know less about what the Bible actually says, but they have more opinions about it than any other generation, <laughs> which is kind of a scary combination if you think about it. And so one of the things that I want us to do is to be able to um, learn not just uh, about the Bible, but to learn the Bible itself and to learn uh, biblical doctrine. And so we want to make sure that we are guiding uh, and creating resources that point students back to that and, and mm. families back to that. So when when you talk about, you know, people who are incredibly opinionated, um, <laughs> like like what, what do you discover? What, what are you uncovering um, as far as the conversations go? Well, it's amazing how people think they know what the Bible says and uh, they just have, you know, very uh, determined ideas. I, I think most young people today basically just see the Bible as being bigoted and intolerant. Uh, because that's what they've been taught the Bible is. And yet, um, you know, the Bible has for uh, thousands of years provided direction and focus and guidance um, for, for us as a moral compass uh, for our lives. And when we lose that, then, of course, we, we, we not just lose the, um, 
the moral influence, mm-hmm. uh, but we also lose our spiritual connection to our creator, through mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And so um, this, you know, and, and one thing about catechism, I, I'm trying to find terms because a lot of people don't even know what that is. Uh, most churches today don't use any type of, of catechism. And uh, some of the ones who still would would be like older mainline liturgical denominations. And so mm-hmm. some people think, well, you know, isn't that just a Catholic thing or, yeah. you know, isn't that kind of an old school? What is that? Basically, catechism just means question and answer. Mm-hmm. So it's just questions and answers about the most fundamental doctrines. And uh, Martin Luther actually uh, wrote the first Protestant catechism, and it's been used throughout Protestant and evangelical churches uh, you know, throughout the Reformation. And, and really, it was only up until probably um, the 20th century when it began to fall out in a pretty substantial way. Uh, but it was a way that parents taught their children the scripture and churches taught new believers uh, that were interested in, in becoming uh, members of the church. They taught them the basic essentials of the faith. And so there's some historic catechisms that are out there that have been used for a long time. But some of the language is archaic because it's four or 500 years old. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little clunky for our modern vernacular. We wanted to create something that was um, contemporary, that was uh, taking the same historic truths as those older catechisms, um, but producing it in a, a new format that looks beautiful. The aesthetics are amazing. Masterbooks did an amazing job with the layout of this. Um, and then also um, to, to have something that was uh, cross-denominational. Because some of the older catechisms are really dialed down on like explaining, here's why our denomination is different than everybody uh, else's denomination. Yeah. And we wanted something that represented what all true Christians for 2000 years have always believed and taught. That's okay. Very, 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 focus on the essentials. very important. Now that's good. Yeah. And, and let's, let's hang out here just for a little bit, because as you were talking, I, I actually wanted to say, this sounds like a weird question. But I wanted to say, so would you tell us what this book is not, right? Because I think that sometimes people hear it and they are thinking, well, will it reinforce the doctrines of of what we believe in our church? You know what I mean? They're sort of like, this is what I believe and, and I'm looking for something that's going to reinforce mm-hmm. that. We know that there are primary, secondary, even tertiary issues um, among believers. You know, how have you been able to determine what are those foundational things mm-hmm. that are not, um, you know, maybe unique to a particular denomination? Right. Well, I think there are some denominations that have very clear distinctives and they want to have their denominational distinctives highlighted. And so they will probably not like this catechism. And my advice to them would be, feel free to use whatever resources your churches still use mm-hmm. um, that are specific to your denomination that teach your your denomination's distinctives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. so right. those resources are still out there. They're yeah. still available. Um, but this is really focused on the primary doctrines. Um, this is not focused specifically on the uh, secondary doctrines. Um, we are drawing our definitions for the answers given to the questions from the scripture itself. Amen. Which is what we're, we're trying to do is to point people back to the authority of the word of God. Man's opinions really don't account for much. And there will probably be certain denominations or certain people who will say, well, yeah, but you didn't highlight our little ism. <laughs> and no, we're, we're not doing that. We're, we're highlighting uh, what the scripture itself 
says about um, these, these issues. And, and they're really the big issues, like who is God? Uh, what is the nature of man? What is salvation? What is justification? What is sanctification? Um, you know, how can we trust the reliability of the word of God? Those mm-hmm. kinds of things. So these are the big questions, not the they're the things that unite us as Christians, not the things that divide us. Yeah, no, that's, that's so awesome. good. And yeah. and I, I love that um, you've taken this approach to um, getting back to the reliability of the scriptures. You know, one of the things, and, and I'll say this carefully, but one of the things that I have found to be true is that in, in some of our denominations, there's almost sort of like the um, the doctrines that have been presented as mine from God's word. And, and I want to be careful and generous and charitable here, but it's almost like uh, man's interpretation has been exalted above God's word. Mm. And so there is this desire that, you know, we, we want to see what we want to see. And if we don't see what we think we ought to see, then there has not been fidelity to scripture, which I think is really interesting because if there is fidelity to scripture, then you are seeing what you should see, right? Like, so, so my question is, how have you, um, and I know you just listed a few of them here, maybe we can go into some more detail, but how have you safeguarded against maybe even your own doctrinal background? Like, how have you um, been able to stay true to what is expressly written in the word of God? Well, we actually just, uh, as references, give the the scripture itself. Mm. So in the, um, the answers that are given to the questions, the words in the answers are, for the most part, just lifted as quotes from the Bible, different Bible <laughs> verses. And so in the answers, there will be the references uh, in parenthesis, uh, and they're color-coded, and then listed down below. One thing that makes this catechism a little different, there are a couple of contemporary catechisms uh, that I've looked at. Uh, overall, I like the other contemporary catechisms. I think they do tend to lean uh, towards a theological bias um, just a little bit on a couple of the questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took their hand pretty pretty strongly in a particular direction. Yeah, and so um, and and so I think that's off putting for the half of the Christian community that, <laughs> that doesn't subscribe to that particular right. view. Um, but the other thing is, I noticed in these um, contemporary catechisms, they basically give one scripture verse as a source yeah. for their answer. And in our catechism, we give like five or six in most cases. Um, so there's a more well-rounded answer. And we basically drew the answers from those like five or six different questions and even took the verbiage itself. Man. So it really is lifted as much as possible directly from the scripture. And we're in most cases just quoting what the scripture itself says about those particular issues. Oh, that's fantastic. Hmm. I love that. That's awesome. Well, practically speaking, like, okay, me as a father, I get your book. How do you see, like, uh, fathers and mothers using this hmm. with their children? Is it like, okay, guys, we're going to all sit together and we're going to go through some questions about God and who he is? Like, how did you envision this being used? Hmm, that's a great question. Yeah, we took it to 52 different questions because we wanted to be able to accommodate uh, churches as well. Okay. Um, so you could literally take one a week for, say, a Sunday school class, uh, or in the home, you could take one a week. And in the home, I think there's more ability to memorize, hmm. um, which uh, most catechisms, um, the 
students or the children uh, are learning to actually memorize the answers. Mm -hmm. um, I would encourage that if you uh, don't want to do that and you just want to memorize the scriptures themselves, uh, then that's great too. Uh, but I would say that you take one question per week and then each morning, I see it as a supplement to your family devotion time. Okay. And, and just say, okay, here's the question we're looking at this week. And then each day uh, you would recite it together as a family. Mm -hmm. And we found that that's helpful for memorization. Just when mm -hmm. the whole family will say it uh, multiple times uh, together, that even the young children can begin to mm -hmm. uh, memorize. So this is something that will work great for all ages. I think young children all the way up to grandparents are going to enjoy this. I think it can be a wonderful discipleship tool if, if you're mentoring a new believer. Um, my local church actually has an outreach to our county jail, and I was thinking about how wonderful it'd be to be able to get this in the hands of new believers within mm -hmm. the jails and prisons yeah. uh, to help them get grounded in here's what the, the Word of God teaches about these essential doctrines. And that can help to protect them against cults and false religions that yes. come in proselytizing as well, yeah. where they actually know what the Word of God itself says about these different issues that, that Jesus is not a created being, that he's eternally God. Amen. Like, you know, they need to know these things. Yeah. And the scripture teaches <laughs> us that Jesus is virgin born and that he mm -hmm. rose from the dead and all these issues uh, so that they don't get uh, deceived by, you know, whether it's our children or people that we're discipling, that they're not uh, taken captive by false doctrine. Yeah. yeah, so good. You know, I, I think Israel and man, there are so many, um, there are so many topical resources that are out there for us and for our kids today. Like if you want, you know, scientific apologetics, maybe not too much on the cultural apologetic side, but, but I see that increasing. Um, but if you, if you want, you know, um, the historicity of the Bible, if you want um, archeological defense for the faith, you know, there, there are so many of those defenses out there that can be really on the top shelf, you know, um, some of them are on the bottom shelf, but many of them are on the top shelf and we tend to want those. When we think about equipping our kids, we tend to want them. Um, and you and I were talking about this recently um, as I was being interviewed on your podcast, but we were talking about how it's almost like as parents, we want our kids to impress people with what they know. So we want to go for those like, you know, way up there ideas that our kids are able to, you know, kind of bat them down. But I think there was something um, indispensable about the foundations of our faith. And, and unfortunately, many parents might be shocked to realize that those foundational truths have been missed and, and they're trying to get those things that are up on the top shelf. Mm. Um, and maybe it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to the kid because a firm or solid foundation hasn't even yet been built. Absolutely. And I think uh, and you mentioned this when you were on my podcast, how important it is to get our children established in the truth before we start introducing them to controversies. Mm -hmm. And that's what this um, catechism is going to help to do. It's going to help our children to become established in the word of God and in the truth of these foundational doctrines. Um, and that's a good foundation that we lay before they get to that stage where they're doing apologetics. And I'm all about apologetics. Um, I, I have uh, produced apologetics works and teach on apologetics. So I love that, but we want them to become solid in the basics and in the foundational uh, issues first. And that's really what this resource seeks to do. Can we go through a few of the foundational um, components of, of this book? And, you know, so as a, as a person, as a parent, um, we're walking through this kind of what our appetite for what we're going to discover. 
Well, the way it's laid out each week is that there's a question, a fundamental question, like um, who is God or what is our chief purpose in life? And then there's uh, an answer that is given. And I don't have the resource in front of me right sure. now. So uh, I, I can't read you the exact words that we use. But if we ask the question, like, what is our chief purpose in life? It'd be something like to, to love God, uh, to, to know God, to love him, to enjoy him, to worship him, to serve mm -hmm. him. And to be equipped to to uh, love and serve others, like that would be um, an answer that would be pretty close to what's in the book. And there would be scripture verses mm -hmm. um, that are inside of that definition that that reference down below. Mm. Um, and get so for each part, like to know God, for example, that part we would probably reference John seventeen three, where Jesus said, "This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God." And Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. Mm -hmm. So we got that, that just that part of it, like the part of our chief purpose in life is to know God from that verse. So we're not just like making up doctrine. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're getting our doctrine from the words of scripture. Itself. So good. And so, um, so then those scriptures are uh, color coded down below. And then uh, we also have definitions. So there are some words that young children would not be familiar with the meaning or even um, new Christians would not necessarily know what we're talking about. And so uh, we want to give definitions so that we're all on the same page and understand what, what we mean by those things. Um, and then there's a prayer um, because we want to have it not just be head knowledge. We want there to be application. And so the prayer uh, each um, week's lesson is to really internalize um, and to ask God to help us to apply uh, and to live the truth that we're learning um, in these Bible doctrines, because James talks about how important it is that we are not just hearers of the word only deceiving ourselves, but that we become doers of the word and mm. that we put into practice Amen. what we've heard. And so we want there to be life application as well. We don't want it to just be a thing where uh, a child can check off all the boxes and say, oh, yeah, I believe this this list of theological doctrines but it makes no impact on their life. Mm -hmm. we, we want, the goal is obviously that we want this young person to experience rebirth and regeneration by the Holy Spirit. Um, and uh, yet we believe that faith comes by hearing and hearing from the word of God. And so yeah. the word of God does a powerful work in helping to prepare the heart for the work of the Holy Spirit uh, that changes and regenerates them. Yeah, just looking at it right now, we, we're, we're your looking assistant at, sent us a PDF. I'm man, sorry that we have it in front look, of us. I, I tell you, I know that this will be something it's that incredible. families will want because we get that question about what resources do you have to help us to equip our children. And man, I, I'm seeing this, and I'm like, man, this is perfect. This is this is what yeah. families would would, would want. I, I love the way it's laid out, Israel. I, I love um, the thoughtfulness in it. I, I love it's beautifully done. Yeah. Um, it's colorful. It's one of those things that when you sit down, you it's not like, and I hate to say this, right, but we do exist in a time where there are a lot of moving images all the time. And so sometimes it can be daunting as parents, even to sit down and feel like you're going to read through a book where it's, you're just reading, mm. but to have things kind of broken up and sectioned the way that you have it. For example, um, here is question number five, what does God know? Mm -hmm. Right. And so then you go into God knows all things. First John chapter three, verse the 20, yeah. um, the certain future Isaiah chapter 46, verses nine through 11, all possibilities and <laughs> even thoughts. Psalm mm -hmm. 139, one through four and intents of our hearts, John chapter two, verses 24 through 25. And then you break each and every one of those down. The scriptures are right there. Yes. This is, um, 
man, it's good. this is accessible <laughs> for parents. And, and I'm going to tell you, Israel, I, the thing I love about what you've done is that it's so obvious that you want parents to succeed. And even those who would be reading this independently to understand sometimes, um, I, I, have observed in the body of Christ that there is like a value of like this hidden knowledge, you know, like only I know. And so ask me, I can tell you. Mm. But one of the things that we need is, and we need more people to know. We yeah. need more people to know the foundational truths of what we believe, um, even as we continue to build on that and to give a, a defense and, and all of these different areas. Man, we just need to basically know that God is not created, mm. right? I mean, like how, how basic is that? But sometimes, you know, you talk to kids and and there may be, be this expression that they were unaware of that, or they don't know how that can be true. I'm sure as you travel, you've experienced some of those basics um, that were unlearned. And I'll tell you, even among or adults, not learned. even among adults, that question of God being created because of not understanding what the scripture is truly saying about him being the firstborn, about Jesus being the firstborn of, of, of brethren. And so like when you have the scriptures that say, no, this is what the Bible says about it, you know, and it lays it out, it gives the scriptures, it shows different scriptures talking about that, and then the prayer, it's, it's, it's good, it's a good resource. Well, I'm really grateful in partnering with Masterbooks, I've been an author with them for a decade, and wow. uh, there's two, there's, well, there's many things I respect about them, but two that I think really are highlighted in this particular project, they have a tenacious commitment to the authority of scripture. Amen. The, the word of God is the final authority, um, and it trumps every opinion of men. And so I'm all about that and they're all about that. And so I love that. But also they have a really high commitment to doing things well from mm. an aesthetic standpoint. Mm. That's awesome. They, they want a resource like this to actually be stunningly beautiful. Yeah. And so I like the it fact is. that this is, this is a, a product that I think people are going to enjoy having in their house because it displays nicely and it just is a really pretty book. I mean, so it's almost like coffee table kind of quality, uh, the kind of thing you might want to have sit out and, and you just would enjoy looking at because it's that well yeah. laid out and, and looks so nice. And I, I think there's value in that uh, because we don't want our families, to, especially our children, to think that the word of God is dry and it's boring and mm -hmm. that uh, it's uninteresting. And so um, I, I'm really grateful for their, uh, their commitment to uh, have a resource that is tenaciously committed to the authority of the word of God, Amen. but that also is intentionally seeking to be something that brings us together because really most of the Christian church for 2000 years, we've agreed on the essentials. Mm -hmm. We've agreed on the core doctrines. It's the secondary doctrines where we start to have our disagreements. <laughs> yes. um, and, and those, and those are important. Uh, I have a, a, another uh, Bible doctrine curriculum for high schoolers um, that I produce called um, foundations in faith. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we talk a little bit about what those secondary doctrines are. We get a little deeper uh, in that curriculum. But in this resource, like you said, I just want it to be something that um, is, is fail proof, that families can easily do. Mm -hmm. It's not daunting. It doesn't take much time. Um, you, could, you could have this literally be five minutes of your morning uh, each day. And so it's very doable. And uh, again, it's just it's simple, foundational, basic Bible doctrine. Man, I love it. It yeah. is it is beautiful. I mean, kudos to you guys. Kudos to Master Books. I mean, it's very well done, very well laid out. Um, there's even a section with definitions un under each of these questions and the response. I mean, you just you've really thought it through, Israel. And and I I believe that it's going to be a blessing to families. I know yes. that right now it's available for pre order, and then 
those who pre-order it now will have it in hand in January. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. We are currently scheduled to ship the books on January 2nd. And if they order from our website, which is familyrenewal.org, if you go there, there's a, a store button. So familyrenewal.org forward slash store. Um, you can pre-order the print copies and anyone who orders from our website uh, will get exclusively signed copies. It's the only place online you'll be able to get signed copies. Well, all right. It'll cost okay. you no extra. <laughs> so we're, we're not, you know, some places like, yeah, for $50, you can get a signed copy. Well, no, this is, this is the, the same price you'll get it everywhere else, but you can get it signed if you get it from our ministry. Mm-hmm. And then for those who just are like, I want it in hand right now, and you're okay with an ebook. If you want to download a PDF ebook version of it, you can get that live right now from masterbooks.com. And uh, all of my books are available either from familyrenewal.org. If you get print copies, again, I'll sign any copies that come from our web store. Uh, or if you want to get audiobook or uh, ebook copies, uh, masterbooks.com is a good resource. And, and I'm just going to throw this out there because a lot of people don't understand how the, the publishing thing works. Um, most people just go on Amazon and they click and in two clicks, uh, they have it ordered and I get the ease and convenience of that. Um, but as an author, um, if you bought this resource on Amazon for say $20, um, as an author, I'll make about a dollar 60, uh, on that 20 bucks. That's Mm. insane. Mm. And basically Amazon keeps the profits and that's why they own the world. So uh, (laughs) I I strongly encourage you, uh, if you can, uh, we're going to sell it for the same price that they'll sell it for, but I would strongly encourage you, please uh, support our ministry, Family Renewal, or uh, at least get it from the publisher, masterbooks.com, uh, because um, Amazon's going to be okay. They'll, yeah, they'll they're doing all right. Yeah, right. They'll, they'll right. do all right, either way. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love the ministry of of helping needy children. <laughs> right? That's right. Feed the hungry children in the Wayne House. <laughs> like I'm telling you. Um, but can I can I just say that I love that it'll be in homes in January. I think this is a great way to start a new year. Oh, um yeah. look, our families are struggling, and I want to spend some time um just wrapping up with that fact and then talking about the hope um that we have in training and equipping our kids. But it brings great sobriety, Israel, to look at the state of our families and to look at the state of our churches. We're not doing well. Barna has pointed this out. Like, I mean, we, we, we're not doing well, at, at least not as well as we can do because we have so many resources available to us and, and the chief among them, God's word, right? We've just mm. ignored that and kind of gone our own way. Um, I would say that starting the new year, going through a catechism together as a family, um, or going through catechism together as a family would be a great way to start the new year. Talk a little bit about, again, as we wrap up, the state of our families and ultimately what the antidote is to where we are. Yeah, well, I think we're down to like, what, 1% of youth today um, in their, you know, under the age of like 29 uh, has a biblical worldview, according to Barna's research. And so, yeah, we're in a really difficult place. And even within the church, it's just, um, appalling. And we have outsourced the discipleship of our children to the church mm. and expected the church to do it for us. Uh, again, Barnes latest research says only 12% of children's ministry workers and youth workers in the church have a nominal biblical worldview, only 12%. Mm. <clears throat> so that's obviously not working. It's not getting the job done. Right. I think one of the most important things that I've done as a father, well, I'll tell you the two. 
Um, the two things that I've done as a father, I've made a lot of mistakes. I do a lot of things really poorly, but homeschooling our children, number one, because mm-hmm. that gives us so much opportunity for influence. And then number two, um, being tenaciously committed to daily Bible time with my family. Those two things have been life changing for our family. And I have 11 children. I have uh, young adults. I have four teenagers. Um, you know, our, our, ours range from about 23 down to two. <laughs> but I have seen amazing fruit in our family and in my children. They're not perfect. You know, they're like everybody else. We, mm-hmm. we all have our family has struggles too. But to see um, my children loving Jesus, uh, waking up in the morning and, and walking out in the living room, and, and there's my 15 year old with her Bible, you mm-hmm. know, at, early in the morning, and and we don't force them to do that. Right, you know, that's something that that's real for them um, because they've seen it modeled, and um, and they love Jesus, and so we've seen good fruit in our family, and so I'm I'm encouraged and I'm hoping that this will be just one more resource in that direction. Everything that I do is really for that purpose to try yeah. to help equip families to um, have a biblical worldview and to pass that on to their children. Man, it's mm. it's so good, Israel. I'm, mm. I'm hearing you say that if we want to see something different in our families, one, cut out the competition, and two, get intentional about the Word of God. I'm, I mean, you know, if I could just boil that down and, and what you just said, and, and some of that is really controversial for people. Um, I think at this point, the culture has really shown its hand, so there shouldn't be a whole lot of controversy. It should just be a matter of facts being openly stated and acknowledged that, you know, there are people who actively want to come after and are coming after our children, and two, the antidote is the Word of God. And so, man, if, if parents could really um, believe that and then operate accordingly, I think that we'll start to see different results first in our homes and then secondly in our churches, right? Because our churches are, are made up of homes, presumably, yeah. all across this country. Yeah. And so anyway, let me just remind our listeners, the book is Foundational Truths, A Modern Catechism, Answering the Essential Questions of Christianity, and it's available for pre-order now. You can get an autographed copy. Yes. Yes. Hint, hint. Um, you can get an <laughs> autographed copy if you go to familyrenewal.org, and then you can have it in hand in early January. I think it's a great way to start the year. Um, I would just say to parents who are listening, because um, we get this question a lot, and I want to acknowledge it. There are so many parents who say, you know, I haven't, I haven't been doing this. I, and they feel like mm. a failure, and they feel like they, they are afraid that it's too late. I just want to encourage you right now, it is not too late. Amen. You start right now. You start with where you are. The Lord um, allows you to see yourself and to see where you are and to see where you failed, where you haven't done the things that he has required. Mm-hmm. Then don't keep lamenting that. Repent, get up, and then do it today. Like Get started today and in, in facilitating Bible study and leading your kids in truth. And even to grandparents, you know, if you're taking that role where you've got a kid who may be away from the Lord and they've allowed you access to your grandkids, make sure they know the foundations of the faith. Like that's mm. a work. If you're allowed yeah. to do that work, yeah. do that work with yes. great intentionality. Amen. Um, Israel's website is familyrenewal.org. You already heard what he said about Amazon. 
<laughs> so familyrenewal.org. You're going to want to pick up a copy of this book. You're going to want to, I would say, give it as a gift as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You definitely want to give it as a gift. <laughs> for you. Us? for Yes. You, you want to say, hey, look what I did. Okay. I just want to tell you that. Anyway, familyrenewal.org. All right, Israel, before we wrap up, anything um, from, from you, any final encouragement to families? I completely agree that there's no, there's no time that's too late. Um, the word of God is powerful. It's active. It's living. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it does the work. The word does the work. We mm-hmm. just have to let the word do its work. And so I think that, um, and, and it never returns void, Amen. right? It always accomplishes that purpose, which God sends it out to do. So I think this resource will be life-changing for many people. Man, Amen. Israel, we appreciate you yes. so much, man. You're a blessing to our family. Yes. I just want to tell you, and, and I, I think I commented under one of your posts recently, <laughs> you are the best at low-key snark that I have seen. Like, I... <laughs> I my spiritual gift. Man, I just don't know how you do it. I'm just like, Lord, bless this ministry of snarkiness. <laughs> but but you've, got, you've got to filter a lot, right? Because you, you are um, presenting the truth. You're commenting on what's happening in culture. And we know that when we do that, you open it up, everybody gets to comment. Right. <laughs> and so you've got to have a thick skin, but you just know how to, you know, I don't, I don't know how to explain what you do, but I am so amused and challenged by your social media presence that um, I just want to say, keep doing it. Okay. Like, please keep showing keep up. up the snark. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Keep um, up you know, the so, snark. So, not everyone appreciates it. So it's great to find somebody who appreciates my spiritual gift. Oh, look, we love it. We love it. Thank you so much for joining us, Israel. We want to remind our listeners as we do um, that when you resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, you will remain culture proof until next time. Lord willing. God bless. God bless.